2: 84 LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844 4 lou Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Show. Thanks for being here. Great to have you with us accountability is on the horizon for Marxist-run colleges and universities in this country at long last. University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill resigned after her failure to condemn anti-Semitism on the campus of UPenn. McGill faced pressure to resign after she ducked and dodged questions for some reason about anti-Semitism on her campus during a hearing on Capitol Hill last week. UPenn also hit by the withdrawal of a $100 million donation from billionaire Ross Stephen. Take a listen to the exchange between now-former President McGill and Congressman Elise Stefanik that costs McGill and Penn.
3: Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct, yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes.
2: A development in the Biden scandal, the National Archives set to divulge 62,000 Biden records to investigators, including alias emails that Joe Biden used as vice president. The records could provide House investigators with additional evidence of Biden's involvement in his family's influence-peddling operation. The release comes at a highly troubling time for the Bidens. Joe Biden hitting all-time lows in the latest polling His cognitive decline appears to be accelerating, and of course, Hunter indicted on nine tax charges in California as part of the special counsel investigation into the business dealings of the Bidens. Hunter now faces three felonies, six misdemeanors. Those are in addition to federal firearms charges in Delaware, Hunter faces for lying on a gun application about his drug usage. Ousted speaker and soon-to-be-retired Kevin McCarthy made an appearance Sunday on the talk shows, asked if he supports President Trump. He finally gave an answer to the question
1: that he had refused to answer for two years. Will Donald Trump be the nominee? Yes. And the Republican Party? Yes. And if Biden stays as the nominee for the Democrats, I believe Donald Trump will win. I believe the Republicans will gain more seats in the House and the Republicans will win the Senate. Can he count on your support? Yes. That's an endorsement i will support the president i will support president trump would you be willing to serve in a trump cabinet in the right position look if i if i'm the best person for the job yes look i i worked with president trump on a lot of policies i we work together to win the majority but we also have a relationship where we're very honest with one another sounds like quid pro quo swamp
2: style doesn't it our guest today is podcaster best-selling author political strategist and advisor to President Trump, in my opinion, one of the best GOP strategists. He's Roger Stone, a great American, one of my favorite great Americans, in fact. Roger, welcome back to the show, and let's start with Kevin McCarthy's sudden endorsement of President Trump as he is departing Congress. Your thoughts?
4: Well, uh, you know, I've known Kevin McCarthy since the young Republican days. Uh, It is always clear to me, it was always clear to me, that his great interest was always more in power uh, than in principle. Uh, I was uh, not happy about his becoming speaker, although I thought it was inevitable. I was fairly shocked that he believed that he could violate everything he agreed to in order to get the votes to become speaker and remain as speaker, as if people were just going to have immediate amnesia about the release of the January sixth defendant uh, uh, tapes, the the uh, the budgeting process, and the use of continuing resolutions, billions more uh, for Ukraine, uh, slow rolling the Hunter Biden uh, investigation. Uh, once once he got power, he acted like a man who would never lose power, uh, and uh, you know, frankly, I, I I've said this. Hats off to Matt Gates, who I think stuck to principle at great personal cost to himself, uh, but stuck to what he had said from the beginning about the the need for reform in the way the Republican majority in the House works. So uh, it's not surprising that Kevin McCarthy is leaving because he was always interested in power rather than getting anything done. Uh, and it, now it has to be somewhat disheartening to be an ex-speaker to be, to say the least.
2: Now I'm sure that he's going to try to salve his wounds, many wounds uh, as a result of his experiences as, as speaker uh, with money. Uh, it, it's It just seems to be the popular pathway for exiting leadership members, uh, of either the Senate or the House. Uh, I, I expect that will happen. Uh, and i and I have to say I'm not uh, sorry to see him go. as a matter of fact, I I couldn't imagine that a man could walk into a, a debt ceiling negotiation with the president of the United States and come out but having negotiated himself out of a debt ceiling. It wasn't even a matter of arithmetic. He just simply uh, caved to the concept even uh, of a debt ceiling. H- have you ever seen anything like that?
4: Uh, I really haven't. I mean, uh, he, was, uh, uh, he just seemed to roll over to Biden on virtually everything. Uh, It does point out, however, why we need to have laws uh, that limit members of Congress from going back and retiring and lobbying members of Congress. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do have that now in the executive branch, which is a good idea, but it needs along with term limits, it needs to be imposed uh, on the legislative branch as well, because All of these congressmen of both parties, they leave, but they don't really leave. They never go back to Pocatello, in all honesty. They, they stay in Washington DC, uh, and they, you know, and the, and the heavy duty special interest grifting begins.
2: And it is, it is amazing how much money is involved, how much is uh, changing hands. Uh, all of the, the groups that are combination lobbyists, strategists, uh, and I think in many cases, just outright grifters, uh, as you were discussing. I, I mean this it's a huge, huge industry uh, without uh, really you know it's really a substitute for a knowledge base amongst the Congressmen and senators. as long as they have their favorite lobbyists and they're in some sort of conduit with them. They'll never have a problem, and they'll not have to think very hard about
4: the subject matter of whatever the issue might be. Am I I wrong? No, I think you're absolutely right. They don't have to worry about it because the lobbyist has already gotten to their legislative assistant with the talking points uh, and the bulleted point memo. So everybody can go right to shorthand uh, all the way to the suggested vote. Uh, It's a... I've seen this over many decades in American politics where good men and women go to Washington, you know, as principled conservatives, go there to get something done, but they immediately get caught in the money chase. And they immediately understand in order to go to rise in the Congress in terms of your committee assignments, your influence, your power, you have to play the leadership game. Uh, so they end up trimming their sails. I mean, I. I ended up uh, not being a fan of John McCain, Uh, but I remember John McCain when he was in the House. uh, You know, he came back as a uh, as a prisoner of war. He did polling in Southern California, Nevada, and Colorado to decide where to run for Congress. Ultimately, landing in Nevada, Uh, and in the House, he was a pretty principled Reagan conservative. But over time. The, uh, all the while claiming to be the guy who decried the role of money in politics, he he was the guy pocketing more special interest money for his political exploits than anyone. Uh, he ended up being completely and totally swallowed by the swamp, uh, in signing on not with the peace through strength Reagan type conservatives, but signing on with the neocons. Uh, yeah. it, it was uh, I think it was a. Uh, disappointing trajectory for his career. I respect his service to the country. It's not about that. It's about what he became in Washington.
2: Yeah, I concur wholly uh, about uh, John McCain. Uh, He could have been so much more. He had uh, he had mentors who could have uh, set him on a better path. And no matter what. You know, it's just a shame that it is the way it ended, particularly with his relationship to the to the national security apparatus that became, I think, a feeding ground for them. And he was part of the menu. Uh, Let's uh, let's take a quick break here, if we may, Roger. I want to talk about what happens now. Gavin Newsom gets to hold a special election because McCarthy, is the ousted speaker, is outed. And away we go. And we have a president who is still under the uh, most intense uh, political persecution that we have ever witnessed in this country. We're coming right back with a great Roger Stone. Stay with us. We're talking with Roger Stone, and Roger, I'd like to turn to what these uh, latest moves are getting rid of uh, George Santos. Uh, And I want to talk to you about the propriety of that and the the politics of that. Uh, As well now, Kevin McCarthy leaving at the end of the year, the arithmetic is getting, uh, well, more elemental, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and the Republicans only had a five-seat majority to begin with, now with Mr. Santos leaving. Uh, and my guess, in a special election, particularly former Congressman Tom Swazi, who previously held most of that seat, the area that now composes that seat would have to be considered the favorite, uh, despite the political atmosphere that would bring your majority to four. Uh, I, I think McCarthy's district, which is basically the Bakersfield area, is pretty reliably Republican, but you know, one never knows. Uh, your majority could quickly become three. Uh, In the case of Santos, I I really think I'm not a fan of his, uh, but I do think he's been denied due process. They didn't kick Adam Clayton Powell out of the house until he was convicted of a crime. Uh, I I think Santos was due his day in court, should not have been expelled until he was convicted. I think his conviction is pretty much of a, a foregone conclusion based on what I've read. Uh, but I still think we rushed him out of the door unnecessarily uh, uh, until he was uh, proven guilty.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm not a person who. Well, I, I, haven't. I didn't pay a lot of attention to him, but I think that he got a he got a bum deal uh, and was treated uh, badly because I thought his votes and his stand with the party while he was there. Uh, certainly earned him the right to due process. Uh, If it's going to be ignored, it shouldn't have been ignored for somebody who was at least uh, trying to be faithful to the party that he was a member of.
4: Uh, The Republicans seem to be manic in their desire to uh, to get rid of him. It's really not clear to me why, because, as I mentioned, they don't enjoy a uh, a broad majority. Uh, I think they may come back to regret this. Uh, recognize now that we'll have a special election for his seat, but the seat will also be up again uh, for contest next November. Uh, and Those two results are not necessarily uh, the same. New York has a very much of a top-down Republican Party, and therefore essentially the Republican County Chairman Uh, will make this decision at least in the short term in terms of who the party nominates uh, for this special election Uh, and will have disproportionate uh, influence in who the party nominates for the next November election when this same seat will be up for a contest yet again. That will not necessarily be the same candidate uh, unless, of course, the Republican wins the special.
2: And all of this, of course, uh, in the hands of a new speaker, Mike Johnson, uh, you're reading how well he's done to this point. Early days, certainly.
4: Uh, More mixed than I would have thought. I initially hailed his uh, uh, his elevation because he had been one of the defenders of Donald Trump on the defense team in the Senate uh, as a member of the House in the uh, in the impeachment Uh, of Trump, which was uh, uh, greatly unjust and uh, unnecessary, and and, uh, uh, I think uh, 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 clearly a man who uh, is very serious about his faith, which I liked, uh, said that he would release the January 6th government tapes, appears to have at least begun to do that, needs to finish it. Uh, We still seem to continue to go back to the same way uh, we do our budgeting, which is disappointing. Uh, Andy seems to me, although he's I think he's going to, unlike McCarthy, he's going to hold the Democrats up for border funding in return, but seems to be committed to millions, if not billions more for Ukraine. Uh, And and I hope Andy and I'm a little mixed on this because I think he first said we didn't have enough to impeach Joe Biden. Now he seems to have changed his mind, said, well, there is enough to impeach Joe Biden, but we're going to do this. You know, uh, very slowly and deliberately. Uh, I'm a little confused by all of that. There's more than enough evidence. There's far more evidence to justify articles of impeachment against Joe Biden today than there ever was to justify articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. Yet Nancy Pelosi and company got that done in five days flat. Yeah, I I, I just, I'm not really clear. Uh, I think Comer's doing a good job. He's been very dogged. He keeps digging up more and more bombshells, but Joe Biden's claim that he knew nothing about his son's business and he never profited from it is now quite obviously uh, an enormous lie. Uh, And there's more than enough evidence of foreign payments to justify a, a, a vote of impeachment. Now it is conceivable, and we would know this, the Speaker Johnson doesn't have the votes in a vote count because of some of your weak-kneed, lily-livered, uh, white wine-swelling, uh, <laughs> country club belonging, establishment Republicans who just don't have the guts for this. Uh, and the Speaker can only do things for which he can corral the votes. So there's no question that there's a, a more robust radical caucus That favors impeachment, but I don't know that the speaker can get the votes funny. Nancy Pelosi never had this problem. It
2: is funny and it
4: is amazing. I think,
2: well, I completely agree with what you're saying about the the appropriators, the the what would you what would you call them, the the, the recalcitrants, the 25 uh, who stood against uh, Jim Jordan and his third round at speaker. He could have well been the speaker had it not been for the pettiness of that group. And uh, and what I suspect is also uh, a. Craven uh, corruption on the part of many of them. And I'm talking about the appropriators, uh, not all of them, but some of them. And so there there is that he has to contend with as well. And like you, I heard the man say, "We don't have the evidence at this moment, but we will." Uh, but we haven't, and now we're talking about what will be. Talking with Jim Jordan, uh, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, he says that this will—the vote on uh, formalizing the inquiry will come next week. I can't imagine anyone, any reasonable man or woman, not understanding what the evidence is. It is. It's in your face. It is weighty. It is more than sufficient to bring impeachment. And I don't know what standard these Republicans that I'm talking about, Bree Johnson as well as now, what standard do they repair to? Do they want to be holiest of holy or do they want to just simply represent the American people and do the right thing? I, I think it's a straightforward choice.
4: They seem to think not. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, this there was no intermediary step for Nancy Pelosi. They didn't open an inquiry and then vote articles of impeachment. They just voted articles of impeachment. I don't understand why House Republicans can't do this. Now, uh, Lou, I think you and I have an advantage in that we read the New York Post, and the New York Post has done a particularly good job of covering the Hunter Biden exploits and what the House committee have uncovered. That's not true of the national media. So I can see how there is an impression in the country that there's much less on the table than there has been. Well, that's,
2: uh, again, uh, an absolute concurrence. We're talking with Roger Stone. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, and we're to take up, well, our favorite president, uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I he's actually, uh, frankly, I, I think... I've decided, he's also my very favorite candidate. We'll be talking with Roger Stone as we continue. Stay with us.
1: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure
2: We're back now with Roger Stone, and we're going to take up President Trump and the the, the man's remarkable strength and perseverance uh, and and righteousness uh, as he contends with the worst political persecution in history. I do want to just take a moment here, Roger, to ask your your views on the seven hundred two uh, section seven hundred two of the FISA. Uh, and its reauthorization which seems to be a fork, uh, foregone conclusion uh, i i can't understand for the life of me why uh, this corrupt government this corrupt administration and these corrupt agencies and the deep state are getting exactly what they asked for to be further uh, corrupt and act against the interests of the republicans
4: conservatives and american citizens uh, look we saw the abuse and the political use of the FISA warrants uh, uh, against uh, Donald Trump. The day that Donald Trump was sworn in as president, there was a front page story in the New York Times that said, I was among four people under government surveillance uh, for my contacts with the Russians. There's only one problem, Lou. I never had any contacts with any Russians. Uh, the, The New York Times reporter to this day refuses to retract that story. They insisted they had multiple sources that said that Carter Page, Paul Manafort, uh, myself uh, uh, were uh, under surveillance, uh, and when I went to trial, when I was framed for lying under oath about Russian collusion that never actually happened, uh, the government insisted that they had no uh, that there was no evidence that I had been under surveillance, despite the fact that the Times insisted that it was. Here's the point. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. And in fact, the FBI has admitted that there were as many as two hundred and seventy eight thousand warrantless surveillances of American citizens. this is This is part and parcel of a government that is seeking to jail its principal political opponent, Donald Trump and his supporters that is subpoenaing social media records so they can see who follows and who retweets uh, and who reposts and who comments on their chief political opponents on social media. This is a government that is leaning on social media companies to censor the political opinions of anyone they don't agree with. This uh, This is an administration that is now going to the FCC to pass regulations that allow them to regulate the internet at its source so if we can no longer lean on the social media companies because we've been outed over what we did at Twitter, we'll now just go above them so that through the FCC we can censor what's uh, on the internet. Uh, The same people classifying parents who attend school board meetings because they're concerned about the content of the curriculum being taught to their children as domestic terrorists, harassing those who support the right to life by, while turning a blind eye to those who burned down half the country in BLM uh, or Antifa. Uh, I mean, they want to talk. They say Trump is going to be a dictator. Trump is going to be authoritarian. This is Alinskyism. They're accusing Donald Trump of potentially doing in the future that that they are exactly doing precisely today. It's shocking.
2: It is shocking. It's uh, and it's institutionalized this uh, level of uh, opposition uh, uh, projection. Uh, It's become a a laughable tactic and uh, go to. uh... (laughs) A go-to gambit on their part every time. All right, well, let's talk about quickly. Uh, President Trump uh, talked with him. Uh, I guess it was a week, week and a half ago. The man is is charged up. He and I know you speak with him regularly. Uh, he strikes me as a man with not a, a, a trouble in the world. He's a man with great cares, uh, because he cares greatly about this country and its and the future uh, of all Americans. Your sense right now of. how how well the left have organized their their persecution of him I see Fanny Willis with all sorts of troubles in Fulton County I New York looks like it's just a complete joke it's gonna whatever they do it is to be mindless. And I cannot understand why there isn't some sort of a a pellet uh, relief available to the president, uh, whether it be his business uh, interest case or whether it be uh, the Letitia James nonsense.
4: I think the president, first of all, you're right about his mood and his uh, uh, and his attitude. I saw him last Friday night and he's He's lost a little weight. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, he's in a superb mood. He's optimistic. He's upbeat. He's a little angry, but I think he has every right to be angry. Uh, but this, you know, he's uh, he's resolute. Uh, he's determined, and above all, Lou, he's exceedingly confident about ultimate victory. It's it is really inspiring. Uh, I think that um, that he's winning the war in terms of the public relations and public attitudes surrounding his various prosecutions, but that's because they are all so ridiculously transparent. Uh, Whether he will win in court at the end of the day in very stacked and, I think, biased proceedings, particularly in D.C., I have a little experience in that particular meat grinder. Yes, uh, uh, You know, that's a different question, but the fact that he's leading Biden now in all of the swing states and continuing to lead him nationally shows that everything they're doing to him is transparent to the American people. People are seeing through it. What's his crime? What did he steal? He didn't steal anything. He questioned the outcome of an election. If that were a crime, well, then Hillary Clinton should be in prison. John Podesta should be in prison. Howard Dean should be in prison. Stacey Abrams would be in prison. It's not a crime. He's a right to do that. Uh, But they've criminalized you know, constitutionally protected political activity and tried to make it a crime. Uh, Here's the fundamental question. In all of these trials where the election is the principal issue, will he be allowed by the judges to enter in his defense proof that he won the election? Because it undermines the underlying premise of the cases against him. Mm -hmm. If he is, then it will be the first time in any court where the merits of that argument will be heard. I watched this great interview with uh, Bill Maher, who's uh, kind of a pompous ass, uh, and Oliver Stone, uh, and Maher, who's very funny when he's working with a phalanx of comedy writers, but not so funny when he's on his own two feet, uh, says, repeats this canard that 63 courts rejected the claim that the election was stolen. No, sorry, Bill. 63 courts refused to hear the merits for purposes of standing. No court has weighed the actual evidence of fraud or, or, uh, or, or discrepancies or inconsistencies and ruled on it. So the real question is, will the judges particularly in Atlanta and in DC allow Trump to enter a, as a part of his defense uh, proof that the election was in fact, not on the up and up. If they do, Then I think that he comes out okay at the end of the day. Even if he is ultimately convicted, uh, finally he will get his day in court on the question of the election. On the other hand, since I was not allowed at my trial to use expert witnesses and forensic evidence to prove that no one ever hacked the DNC, never mind the Russians, I don't have a high degree of of confidence that Trump will be able to uh, will be allowed to. Uh, introduce in his defense uh, the very best possible defense, which undermines their entire case, i.e. proving that the last election was indeed stolen.
2: And and to that point, uh, there is, uh, I think, a very hopeful sign in full, I, and I won't get carried away with uh, what I would, <laughs> would prefer not become mass optimism about this, but Amy Totenberg, the federal uh, judge there, uh, on a separate case uh will be hearing evidence against electronic voting machines uh and uh they have found serious irregularities and there will be a ruling in January uh, says a federal judge that could be that could be uh a a moment of ex- extraordinary reversals for the for the left because it would be uh, it might be the thread that would uh Pull all of this, uh, uh, unwind all of this. Uh, but as I said, I'm I'm hopeful, but not optimistic. Uh, Roger Stone, thanks for being with us. You are a, a great American, a great uh, friend, and uh, and a great supporter of the president. Uh, all good things to me. And thank you for being with us here today. God bless you.
4: Thank you, Lou, and God bless you.
2: Thanks everybody for being with us here today. Our guest tomorrow on the Great America Show, Congressman Andy Biggs. We'll be talking about why in the world the Congress would renew the FISA 702 spy on your favorite American renewal. What in the world is the GOP doing? We'll be taking that up. Please join us. Please join us each and every day on The Great America Show. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. And may God bless America.